The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Join us now for Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Rev. Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. My name is Wayne Shepard, and we're here each week at this time with a brand new podcast to share with you. And Percy, I love being here with you on the program. Absolutely. As we continue to break the bread of life and continue to give good information and hopefully inspiration as people work through the challenges of sickness and disease. You have your Bible in hand. I'll turn to that in just a moment. But I want our listeners to know that today we're talking about the caregiver's dilemma. Uh, The conundrum and the dilemma, if you will, for caregivers in many cases is trying to deal with the duality of uh, do I stay? Do I leave? Do I rest? Do I not? Feeling guilty. Uh, There's so many elements of things that people who are caregivers are forced to come to terms with. We're going to have a very frank yeah. conversation about that. Today. Yeah, I know you're a caregiver in the sense that you've helped a lot of people in your role as a hospital chaplain and director of chaplains. But have you ever been a caregiver personally? You know, interestingly enough, I have not. I'll say this. My mom, uh, God bless her wonderful heart, has been a caregiver for my dad for over 30 years. Oh, so you know. So caring for my mom, what I have done to your original point is that I have cared for those who are caring for yeah, others. Yeah, there you go. But I have not been a direct caregiver in any magnitude at all, but I have certainly supported many who have. Well, I was going to say, your your efforts have been multiplied many times mm-hmm. over through the, through the avenues of service you've had. Well, we're going to talk about the caregiver's dilemma here today, and we're going to offer a resource called Caring for the Caregiver. Uh, You put this together, and it's been very popular as a resource in the past, and I want our listeners to get a hold of this if if they haven't already. Yep. It's a free download. Again, we love giving free things to our audience, and it talks about, again, very practical ministry to caregivers and things that we should be cognizant of and think about, and ways in which you can reach out and really qualitatively respond, react, and engage with caregivers. And I have a secret for you, Wayne. There are more caregivers who would love to be engaged than you think who are simply silently sitting and in many cases struggling and suffering. Oh, boy. Well, we want to help everyone here today, don't we? Yes. Well, I don't know how you came across our podcast here today. You may be a regular listener. You may be a new listener. But regardless, I hope that you're passing the word around about the fact that we have this podcast called Health, Hope, and Inspiration. It helps us so much when you do that and attract new listeners. We have so many thousands of listeners. It amazes me how many people uh, bring the podcast to their computer each day, each week. Yep. And they listen on their devices of choice while they're working out, while they're on the elliptical, while they're on their bicycle. So again, we are grateful and we thank everyone who has subscribed to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. You can subscribe by going to iTunes. You can download the podcast with your favorite podcast app. But when you subscribe on iTunes, it means it, it comes automatically. And uh, that's a great help as well. You you know you have it with you then when you've got a few minutes in the car or between appointments. You want to listen to something on your iPhone or Android device. It's right there. Health, hope, and inspiration. And thanks for leaving reviews. Those of you written reviews on iTunes for our podcast that helps attract new listeners too. It absolutely does. Both Wayne and I want to hear from you and yep. want to know the value and the impact of this show. And then equally important is that we really want to give other new listeners the opportunity to understand what potentially they may be connecting with and how it may be of benefit and value to them. 
We're going to talk about the caregiver's dilemma with Percy here today, and I want to get to the scripture foundation for this conversation in a moment. But first, I remind you that this podcast is made possible by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. You can do that by simply calling the phone number at the top of our homepage. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Now, to the scriptures. Let's get going here today. Our foundational spiritual nugget for today that will drive our discussion, hopefully, is found in 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, verses 16, 17, and 18. Listen carefully. Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. This is a dilemma for many caregivers. They're, they're Outwardly, they're just feeling depleted and tired, but inwardly, the Lord can and will renew them. Verse 17, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, praise God, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So with that, we want to encourage people today to know that though you may feel like physically that you're depleted and exhausted, and you may very well be, you are also being internally renewed by the Spirit of God as you properly balance the role of being a caregiver. All right, let's talk about caring for the caregiver. We've uh, we've addressed this before, but boy, what an important topic to come back to. Caring for the caregiver. The caregiver can be, as you said just a moment ago, it can be exhausting. I mean, it can be rewarding as well, but very often, I mean, as time goes on, it gets to be really hard, doesn't it? It does. So let's let's really talk about this. Caring for individuals who are dealing with sickness and disease. I made mention earlier today of of my precious mom who has been caring for my dad who is legally blind, who's had uh, severe head and brain trauma as a result of a car accident. Uh, it, it, It can definitely wear and take its toll upon you. And so just like anything else, there is a way to pace oneself and begin to understand how they can disconnect for moments in time so that they can reconnect and continue to renew and refresh themselves. But there's also the mental Mm -hmm. or the emotional conundrum of different things that caregivers are going through. Uh, You know, I didn't sign up for this. This is not what, you know, I thought would happen. I've seen this happen with young married couples, uh, particularly around some of the uh, cancer uh, dynamics of cancers that affected uh, intimacy issues with uh, young couples. You know, I didn't sign up for this. This is not what I anticipated. The shock, the trauma, the, the stress, the tension that that can be placed upon uh, a spouse or a caregiver. So there are are these dilemmas and individuals are trying to come to terms with that this is not fair, that I had to take a leave of absence from work or I couldn't take a vacation this year or all of my, my time is spent at the bedside, you know. So there's a lot of things and I want to say as a as as a disclaimer here, don't judge those people. Mm. 
They didn't. They 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 haven't prepared for this. There is no class that prepares you for the rigors of being a caregiver under the most extreme circumstances of one dealing with sickness and disease. But the point of this conversation today is to highlight and to educate the fact that they ha- they have unique needs. They have special needs, and how well supportive are they with with individuals around them who are conscious of some of those dynamics? Yeah, uh, very often a caregiver is a spouse who really, I mean, is right there in the home and a large part of the burden falls on their shoulders. Maybe there's someone listening today who can be the caregiver to the caregiver and make sure that they get relief once in a while. And I'll, I'll, I'll take it a step further. If you know of someone who is caring for someone uh, with severe sickness and disease and issues, reach out and offer to be a caregiver to a caregiver. Don't necessarily accept, I'm fine, I'm doing okay. Now, be mindful. Okay, this is an interesting point. Yeah, yeah. be mindful that we need to respect boundaries yeah, and we need to course. respect yes. uh, people's uh, privacy. Uh, privacy. Mm-hmm. But there are some individuals who just simply do not want to be a burden to other individuals or who simply won't ask for support or help because of pride or because of a sense of, I don't want to inconvenience my family and friends. But deep inside, deep down inside, and we've talked to many people over many shows about the the art of caregiving, the dynamic of caregiving, particularly husbands, men, who honestly uh, admit it, man, I needed help. I needed someone to reach out to me or pull me up or, or snatch me off to the side and say, listen, can we talk, man? Let's find out what's going on with you, even though they didn't reach out and ask for that help. Yeah, I find this interesting because I would imagine that caregivers, uh, particularly those who are really involved on a day-to-day basis, feel guilty if they step away. And if they if they do have someone come in and relieve them. Yeah, again, so it's a conundrum. It's a dilemma, as our, as our title of our show suggests, that, you know, I'm, I'm really feeling tired or I'm really feeling overwhelmed or I'm feeling exhausted. But again, I don't want to step away because I don't the perception of not being a faithful caregiver. Yes, yeah, and yeah. And att- attentive caregiver. Or if I step away and something happens while I'm away. Oh, sure. This sense of guilt that, you know, I should have been there. I I was not on my post. I wasn't being dutiful. So you also have that dynamic for for very loving couples and individuals who feel, and this is also true for um, children of individuals that, you know, I wasn't there for my mother or I wasn't there for my dad. Uh, I've I've certainly counseled uh, individuals who've had to decompress that, uh, God forbid, in scenarios where their, their loved one passed away. And Dealing with the the grief of the reality of the moment on top of that was the sense of guilt that I wasn't there when that took place. So, you know, you can see now that this is very compounded because we're very complex human beings. And and one of the things that can be helpful to a caregiver is, is number one, giving them permission, uh, giving them support and being attentive to them. And in some cases, helping them to help themselves work through those different elements. And if nothing else, giving them permission to verbalize and articulate the struggle that they're having with that push and pull. Yeah, maybe there's a caregiver who does feel guilty in leaving their post, as you said, but maybe just through persistence, we can just kind of come along and start doing some small things that will encourage them to take longer and longer breaks. I'll give you an example of one of our previously recorded shows, you know, uh, of a gentleman who talked about how one of his best friends basically just simply started coming by 
and and he I guess he had an at home business where he wouldn't even ask would you need a break he would just come over and bring his computer and he would just sit with his buddy <laughs> and and just kind of sit there with him be like yeah I'm just, I'm just coming to hang out with you today uh-huh. I'm just going to help you kind of just kind of sit and, and and they would strike casual conversation they talk about sports or whatever and it was his way of very carefully just basically uh, providing support to this caregiver without the caregiver realizing that he was he was receiving support by someone. When you're a caregiver, the world can be so one-dimensional. The only thing you think about and care for is that the needs of that person, and you you need more than that, don't you, to be a, to be whole and healthy. Well, you know, and that's driven by the, the the distinct personality of of someone. You know, you have type A personalities, you have people who can be obsessive compulsive in their behavior and they get a one track mind and they, you know, they put blinders on and they just dig in and burrow down and just kind of, you know, create this intense uh, dynamic of caregiving that they can't sustain over an extended period of time. So we again, it's it's really being able to uh, measure and identify and understand who those individuals are. And you can't do that with a casual phone call. Mm-hmm. That requires you getting somewhat intimate and figuring out a way to get as close as you possibly can to the caregiver and then figuring out a way to resourcefully create an opportunity of, of uh, rest, respite, uh, outlet, uh, being a sounding board, and all of the other things that we've discussed that potentially may be of value to them that they will not seek or execute on their own or by themselves without the assistance of someone else who's caring for them. You touched on this earlier, but perhaps, just maybe, the caregiver can grow just a little bitter about the fact that no one is stepping up to help. Maybe no other family member has stepped in or or no one close to the to the person needing help has stepped in to help you, the caregiver. So now we flip the script and we conversely talk about the dynamic that many caregivers do and have experienced, that they become angry at the fact that because they're dutiful, because they're responsible, they're viewed as the more responsible member of the family. This really happens among yeah. siblings quite uh-huh. a bit. Uh-huh. That you know, you know. Why um, am I the one that has yeah, to take on this burden? Yeah, my sister Judy, she she's she's a good business person. She's she's loyal. She's faithful. I'm just going to leave that to her. And really, what is happening there is that the other family member or whatever potentially is just simply saying, "I can't handle this, so I'm going to let Judy handle it." But what we're not understanding is Judy potentially maybe become resentful of the fact that, hey, wait a minute, I need a little assistance here, guys. Don't leave me here by myself. And maybe she cycles between resentment and guilt that she has resentment. So these are some compounded uh, emotional issues. You know, I'm guilty on one hand, but then I'm resentful on the other. And then, you know, I feel like I have no other outlet. And so it really creates a very interesting dynamic that is uncomfortable that hopefully someone else is able to kind of assess the situation and potentially uh, help that person decompress, hopefully bring others into the fold, and in this particular case, offer support. But absolutely, many caregivers have found themselves feeling like they were left by themselves to handle the and shoulder the burden because sometimes can't, supporting cancer patients in particular ca- can be a very long yes. process. Yes. So, yeah, so we need to be mindful and sensitive of that, and hopefully we can uh, maybe give them a breather, uh, support other uh, members of the family, and have that person decompress that because in some cases they are repressing that anger and that resentment in ways that then is not beneficial to them and in some cases not beneficial to the interaction of being a caregiver to the care person. And I know from experience that one of the things that often goes by the wayside is is church. 
You know, if if you're a caregiver and, you, you know, you are you devoted yourself wholly to that person who needs your help, church, sometimes there just isn't time. And that's not healthy. Yeah, it, it becomes one of those things of what can we, you know, what can we throw off the side of the boat to kind of lighten the load in mm-hmm. terms of uh, timing and a schedule and, and just simply what I have the mental and emotional wherewithal to do on this particular day in the in the face of all of the other things that I need to do. So so church then can be sacrificed. And, you know, for people of faith and individuals who need to be spiritually fed and nurtured, you know, that's a that's a huge lifeline that then gets disconnected because they simply feel like mentally, emotionally or physically, they can't keep the rigors of a schedule of going to church and attending. But again, the other side of that equation is that that also is very therapeutic for them oh, and it's sure. strengthening them. Oh, yeah. As the it scripture recharges their batteries, yeah, doesn't as, it? Yeah. As the scripture uh, read and su- suggested that, you know, though you may be, you know, growing weary and tired in your, in your external man, your inner man is being strengthened, being renewed, being rejuvenated. And that's part of the spiritual lifeline of church and attendance and fellowship that really becomes a very important missing element that they just feel like they can't fit into their schedule. And overlaying everything we've talked about is the fact that you just simply get tired. You get emotionally worn out and, and physically worn out. Period. We are human beings. Uh, we, 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 we are spiritual creatures that live in a natural body. And what that means is that this physical body, no matter how we drive it and push it, at some point has to stop has to take a break, has to rejuvenate itself, rest, uh, hydrate, proper nutrition, uh, all of the things that become part of the dynamic of our natural man that we cannot ignore or we can only ignore but for so long before there becomes a consequence and a cause and effect that dominoes into some other tremendous issues that then has to be uh, addressed at some point. So we need to understand that dynamic and try to create a balance in that regard. And that really does come back to who else is in in view of that caregiver and has some access and understanding and insight to the possibility of some of those dynamics being at play. We'll talk more about the caregiver's dilemma here on our podcast today, Health, Hope, and Inspiration. One of the best things we can do for you, though, is to offer you our resource, which you can go to our website and obtain. It's called Caring for Caregivers, and it's available for you to download and print out as many copies as you like, uh, print it out for the caregivers in your life, print it out for yourself to use as a caregiver, or use it to consider ways that you can come alongside other caregivers and give them the break that we've been talking about here today. Yeah, just a couple of quick things to just highlight and tease you with. There's information that talks about how to give people a break and what does that mean. Uh, how to provide different mechanisms of encouraging words that doesn't necessarily have to be all verbal. Uh, starting a new activity with a caregiver. Very interesting idea. Uh, you know, think of some creative new things that you potentially can invite someone to say, listen, there's a sewing class, there's a knitting class, there's whatever. Hey, why don't we take some time and, you know, go do that or what have you. Offer uh, creating new activities for people to do. Meeting them where and when they are able. So not necessarily taking no, I can't, or no, I'm not. When and where they are able. You know, it's sort of like the old uh, executive executive 
a lunch date introduction. You know, uh, what dates work better for you when I can meet uh-huh. in the morning or in the afternoon? Uh-huh. You know, yeah. <laughs> so creating options that yep. Yep. you know you give them a choice of one or the other that then you can begin to start trying to narrow down. That gives them the opportunity to say, yeah, possibly I could take an hour here. So again, these are some of the things, and there's a plethora of inter- information yeah. in this document. Yeah. Hey, download this now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Caring for caregivers at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, we are grateful this podcast is made possible by Cancer Treatment Centers of America with hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa. Cancer Treatment Centers of America takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. You can do that simply by calling the phone number at the top of our homepage. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. We're talking with Reverend Percy McCray about the caregiver's dilemma. What are what are some of the other dilemmas faced by caregivers? Well, the other dilemma is I think for some caregivers is the sense of having to put off their goals and dreams temporarily. Oh, deferred, yeah. Yeah, deferring some things that they may have had some plans toward or working toward. We actually interviewed a husband and wife uh, on a previous episode. I believe the title was uh, Be Encouraged. So go back and listen to that show <laughs> if you're listening. It's a, it's a great uh, segment. And one of the interesting things that the wife mentioned uh, that she dealt with was the fact that, you know, her situation uh, was potentially causing a conflict with the retirement plans and that, you know, things that, you know, she felt guilty about that. And, and how was her husband going to feel about that? So, again, there could be this conflict, you know, internally of, you know, next, next, you know, I was thinking next year we were going to be able to do this or I was going to go back to school or I was going to take this vacation. But now I'm here having it. So that becomes, in some cases, a real conflict sure. that people are working through. And I know it'll be easy and tempting to say that that person is just being selfish. Yeah. But again, we must minister with the love and the mind of Christ where we are not judging these folks right now. Yeah. Because be it not for the grace of God that that be you in that situation, you really have no idea what you may be struggling with as a conflict yeah, as well. And there's uncertainty involved because when you enter into a caregiving relationship, you don't know what the end date is. Yeah, there there's no time stamp on that at, no. at the end of the day. You're, you know, theoretically you're locking in for the long haul and again as an example, you know, and again, not that this situation was a cancer-related situation. Again, I can say that my mom's been a caregiver for my dad for 30 years. How about that? That's a long time, mm-hmm. my friend. And so uh, that can take a toll upon anyone with regard to thoughts about future goals and dreams and aspirations. So, again, these are some things for us to be mindful of and to think about. And giving people permission to talk about that in a loving environment, in a safe environment that they know that those that loved ones will come back and support them and not, you know, uh, cast them down and be willing to stone them because, again, of the interpretation of being selfish under the circumstances. These are human beings, and they really do need our love and our care and our concern. Do churches have a role to play here? 
I think churches do have a role to play. I think, again, understanding because I and, and we've had this discussed in with uh, several segments before of individuals, their thought was and the perception is that churches in some cases, not intentionally, that, you know, we're going to we're going to do the, the quick spiritual thing here and then we're going to be done with this. We're going to pray. Uh, we're going to have a healing service or we're going to have we're going to anoint the sick or we're going to place them on the prayer roll. And then, you know, we're going to be done and then we're going to move on. But the, the church's role is being uh, more cognizant of the big picture and the potential long term process mm-hmm. of 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 being available to support those who are supporting cancer patients and supporting cancer patients themselves as a faith community. And this is not necessarily going to be done overnight. Uh, I believe Gordon Robertson used the term one and done. Uh, I love that expression. You know, we, we gave a prayer, we gave a scripture, we encouraged you, we sent you a casserole. All right, you'll be fine in a week. Okay? You know, and, and you know, yeah. in many cases, it simply doesn't work that way. So yeah. the role of the church is also being engaged for the long haul and being prepared for that as well. And I know you have a burden for helping churches understand their role. We do, because we understand that, uh, you know, from a faith perspective and certainly from a Christian perspective, still the most powerful organized community uh, uh, station, if you will, is the local church that represents so much to so many. And it's one of the important um, social points that people uh, rely upon to get their strength and their energy and their hope. And we need our local churches to be equipped in order to be engaged in this conversation with the nuances of, of subtleties that we talk about in ministry. Everything in ministry is not just a big overblown service that we may just throw some money at and we get T-shirts with a cute name on the back of. And, you know, we have a car wash on a Saturday. And yeah. again, those have been mechanisms yeah. that we've utilized. Nothing wrong with those things. Nothing is wrong. Nothing is wrong with them. But again, there may need to be some more long term in-depth understanding of what is required to really support this community of people who are potentially sitting inside of our local churches every week. Any pastor, any church leadership person who's listening can check out OurJourneyOfHope.com for more information about the program we offer. And that's the motivation for the program. It is not to make money. That's why the program is free. It is not designed to direct people in any particular focus other than equipping the saints. Ephesians 4.11. It's Ephesians 4.11 on the the highest level of, of, of the thought there, that the that God has called the fivefold ministry in order to equip or perfect the saints so that they can do the work of the ministry. Well, we want to equip and perfect the leaders so that they can equip and perfect the saints to do the work of this unique and special ministry with regard to the malady of our day. One out of three people are expected to be diagnosed potentially with cancer. Mm. Uh, 1.6 million people are expected to be possibly diagnosed diagnosed with cancer going forward. That's a lot of people, Wayne. And we need to be equipped so that we can perfect individuals to respond to them from a ministerial perspective, just like any other dynamic that people are struggling with in their lives. Well, I hope the number one thing you'll do after listening to this conversation today is to go to the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, all four words, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and download this resource, Caring for Caregivers. Percy, you've put this together for a reason, and I want our listeners to take advantage of it. Absolutely. Please take advantage of it. And again, understand that we're simply here to empower the local church to be all that the church has been designed to be, to uh, feed the hungry, to clothe the naked, to visit those that are in jail. And the context of that scripture is that when I was sick, did you come uh-huh. and visit me? 
And the Bible says that if you've done this unto the least of them, you are doing this as yeah. unto me. Don't be surprised that Jesus has already been there. That's exactly correct. <laughs> All right. Hey, encourage us with that scripture one more time. Second Corinthians 4, verse 16, 17, and 18. For the caregivers out there, we love you. Please listen to my heart and listen to the word of God today. Therefore, we do not lose hope. I know it's hard work and I know you may mm-hmm. be tired. Even though your outward man is perishing or getting tired or getting weary, yet your inward man is being renewed and can be renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary. Remember, this is only a temporary moment in time. Even if it's been long, it's still temporary. But the things which are not seen are eternal. There is a better day coming ahead. The best is still yet to come. And God has not abandoned you or forgotten about you, and neither have we at health, hope, and inspiration. That is Pastor P, Pastor Percy McRae here, our host on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Percy, we'll see you next time. Love you to life and not to death, and there's nothing you can do about it. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.